You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, it's Russ from MyHammers11. Hope you're all safe and well. Um, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the little bell notification so you're made aware of any time we put any new videos up. And we've got loads of guests coming up, loads of great guests, including today. Um, probably the best way to describe him is, I don't know, West Ham, YouTube, sensation, royalty, something okay. like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, West Ham YouTube would probably do. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. You're taking the time to talk to me. So, you know, you know how you, obviously, you know, Gons, he, uh, he was him and Geo, um, do the hammers chat YouTube channel, 12,000 subscribers near enough, you know, 11, uh, over a hundred videos. Yeah, he is over a thousand videos on the, yeah. on the main channel, 600 plus 700 something on the others. Done your research. Of course, I do. I don't just, I just throw this together. <laughs> it's Gonzo, by the way, the man who's only known by one name. How are you doing, Gonzo? You're right. Yeah, I'm not so bad at all. The irony is, it's not even my name. How about that? Well, there we go. It's your, you like Prince, you know. You just have one name, so it's like. Yeah, just... maybe I'll change my uh, my name to a squiggle or a, a scribble. <laughs> Squid, a bit of Crayola, an X. There we go. Exactly, just an X on the line. Um, so, so Gon's basically, you know, what we're doing is obviously interviewing lots of different people, all different ages, uh, all over the world. Now, we've we've interviewed something over the world now, so we can say that um, about their West Ham memories. Because obviously, you know, at this time we haven't got any sport, any live West Ham football to make new memories. So it's um, it's quite cathartic and quite nice to look back. Uh, rather than think about what could happen, um, you know, in the next month, six weeks, two months, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's all I do every day. So I I, I've, actually, I've actually not done any looking back. It's, well, there we go. Funny enough, we did, myself and Gio recorded a video over the last day yeah. um, at Upton Park. We'd recorded it just last night and I've been editing it today. But that's the first time we've really cast our mind back. So we have yeah. been trying to look forward to, and it is quite uh, bleak and uncertain so yeah i'm quite in terms of um in terms of history uh west ham history i'm quite fresh because i'm not Good. i've not been talking about it for the past two months well, there we go exactly and that's i thought it'd be a, a bit nice a bit of a break from sort of your daily vids about you know what's going to happen and you know how many how many masks we got to wear and we can't spit at people <laughs> yeah. or whatever oh yeah. yeah but yeah so it's so obviously so gonzo you know obviously looking back west ham memories you know can you remember sort of the first sort of first earliest memory of west ham for you first earliest memory mm. of west ham um as i big extended family and yeah. um so my stepfather's family are all irish and my stepfather's my stepfather from when i was it's my father, really, you know, yeah. since um, I was four, five, something like yeah. that. And he had a, a massive extended Irish family. And um, we lived in Ilford at the time. We used to go down to something called The Club. We called it The Club. It was really, it was the Irish club. It was a, a club for Irish immigrants. I didn't yeah. particularly know any different. It was just The Club. Yeah. And they were all West Ham fans. So everyone had sort of come over 
from Ireland. And because they were there, they were in Ilford and Barking, which is where, uh, where everyone lived and, and where we lived and grandparents lived and, and whatnot. West Ham was the team. Yeah. So I think my, probably my earliest memory is just everybody talking about West Ham, um, everybody being in kits mm. um, and then some being aware that some players, who I didn't know at the time, some players had come down the club and everyone being very, very excited. You know, um, the club seemed to get excited by two things, three things actually, which was um, <laughs> West Ham players, yeah. Barry McGuigan or the Pope. Um, would be would be a tricky. So would, uh, there would be, you know, there was there was um because there was a um I think there was a there was a visit there was a powerful visit at the time yeah. not uh, around that time. Pope John Paul II had come over. So yeah, it was it was just interesting, but it was West Ham mad, absolutely yeah. West Ham mad. So you didn't have a chance really. You you know you were sort of flung into it from a, an incredibly young age. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and they they were everywhere because I was at school in the area. The players used to come down quite a lot. Yeah. So, um, and I used to bring the FA Cup and things like that when wow. we used to have trophies. Um, so many, so many. Um, Billy Bonds was was often around. Jeff Hurst uh, yeah. used to come down. Uh, Trevor Brook in all the time. I mean, it's, it's the funny. The actual. I think about it now, and I've got kids in school. The actual the concept of a a player coming into a school mm. was was weird. It, it just never it never really happened. And and. Um, but it happened all the time then. I mean, yeah. all the time. I don't know how many times I had my picture taken with the FA Cup or with Ray Stewart or, as I say, with any of these, any of these people. Um, all, all, yeah, all, all the way through. So they were a big part of the community at the yeah. time. And, and, and at that particular time, that area was producing some serious sportsmen. Mm. Graham Gooch was, yeah. was you know, possibly the best batsman um, in the world at the time. Um, because I, I went to school after that. I went to school in Gantz Hill at Valentine's and, and obviously Essex played in Valentine's Park. You yep. had Steve Davis, who was from Romford, winning absolutely everything. Frank Bruno was, was on the way to becoming um, yeah. world champion. Um, a couple of doors down from me then, Nigel Ben lived, and Nigel Ben's mum lived, um, and he went to Loxford School. So he was always in the community. Paul Lintzman, of course, was his cousin. Um, yeah. This is obviously getting a little bit older than, than the, the, the initial earliest memories, but um, there was clearly something in the water. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In, in sort of um, in East London, going on toward Essex. And toward I know Essex. I'm missing out on, um, on a lot of other... Um, Akabusi, of course. The funny thing about Akabusi is he comes and have videos now. Yeah. Um, I've met Akabusi. I've got probably four or five different photos of me and Akabusi. For me, being a being a child, a really small child, because that was my my sport, athletics. Yeah. I used to I used to run. Um, and uh, yeah, some I mean, people that went on to win world titles, gold medals, all of this stuff. Crazy, crazy, crazy place for sport, really. Yeah, yeah. And you said sort of uh, just having sort of you know sports people turn up. It's like nowadays, if if you know a West Ham player or someone turns up there's it's a big sort of PR media frenzy isn't it it's yeah. like your it's YouTube clips and, web, and website stuff it's just you know in your your area it was just like yeah just normal and uh well they, yeah. they seemed more they seemed more yeah. normal yeah, as yeah, well yeah, yeah. No, and I get we, that. we we um my cousin bought his first car which was a, a gold Ford Escort gear yeah and he bought it it was a second hand car and he bought it off of Jeff Hurst. Wow. <laughs> so to put that into context, Jeff Hurst, the, the best English striker of, or whatever, I know people won't say, but yeah, yeah for yeah. us, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need to list his accolades, right? Yeah. Jeff Hurst. Right? <laughs> he was driving a Ford Escort gear, right? These were not multi-millionaires, and he, he sold it second-hand. Um, it, it was funny, and, and my cousin didn't know he went round there to go and buy the car, because he'd seen, he'd seen the, the listing in the yeah, paper. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, brilliant! It's Jeff Hurst. Imagine a West Ham fan turning up to buy a car. And it's Jeff Hurst. Signed all the documents over. Yeah, I mean, this they were they weren't these untouchable no. people living in 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 penthouse apartments and all, all the rest of it. Mm, you yeah. know, you you would you would see one on a bus. It was, yeah, you know, different times, really. Yeah, definitely, definitely, totally, totally agree. With that it's probably so. I reckon maybe sort of the sort of late nineties, early twin, early two thousand. That's when it seemed to change. You know, I was thinking it probably the last era where everyone was. A bit more approachable was probably around sort of Monker, Bish, that era, it mm. seems. And then because you'd you would see him in in Sainsbury's. I lived in Lout and I live in live in Hornchurch now. So you would see him walking around, 
No, we yeah, don't. yeah. Nowadays, you wouldn't. No, so you wouldn't see him walking around. Basically, well, I, I, I probably won't go to Sainsbury's. Uh, well, <laughs> no one goes to Sainsbury's anymore. No. Uh, not unless you're dressed up like Darth Vader. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, no, yeah, you're, yeah, it's, it's it's funny and and a shame and a shame. And yeah. I mean, it was what was quite um quite indicative of it. If you remember, if you remember Upton Park, was it was very. I definitely remember there being a shift between you having asking someone for an autograph. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about selfies. If you were lucky enough to have someone with a camera, yeah, you wouldn't do that with a camera, would you? You'd no. say to somebody else, "Can you take my?" I yeah. still don't know why that doesn't happen now. Why people, no. more people don't say, "Look, rather than me doing some squinty thing yeah. at arm's length, exactly, can, can you take a picture of me and said celebrity?" Yes. Um. Anyway, there was very much. I don't know when it was, but I very much remember everybody having their arm round and, you know, you know mm. hey, go picture of Alan Devonshire, blah, 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 this, yeah, that, yeah. or the other. And then all of a sudden there was these railings. Yeah. And actually it was then a, a, a stretched arm for yeah, all through, the, yeah. through the railings. Yeah, yeah. If you wouldn't mind um, signing in this, please, Mr. Defoe. It, yeah. it sort of, it, it changed. Yeah. Um, and that, that was quite indicative of the, the movement away that the players mm. made away from the fans. Yeah, I remember we used to obviously we used to do the um the open fans training, didn't we? So you sort of where the people yeah. could go and watch him. And it was one year I remember I think it was absolutely pissing it down and Sam made them sort of the, the sort of open up the top tier of the centenary. So they couldn't even do it do an inter- they, had, they were stuck on the top tier and it was absolutely pissed it down and and i was like oh that, that sort of wasn't wasn't great we weren't playing very well at the time as well i think that's part of the reason but yeah no it's uh and and i think you know we you see that with some people as well definitely i think definitely sort of the for me it was always more the african-based players so kiate and sacco and people like that they and even alex song they would spend so much more time um, with the kids and and like getting things into signed and stuff like that and yeah, as you said it's just um it's, it's you met you met Kiate, you met Kiate, obviously yeah. yeah 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 lovely guy uh, was he just boss always a boss yeah. no boss you know yeah, very yeah. humble I, I think I think there's a lot of them but you say particularly African players I think because they had nothing exactly yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and yeah. it's, it is almost it is almost like um, the poverty that there might have been in a in the seventies, you know, obviously, because because Britain was skin after yeah. after after the war. How much you heard about, you know, it was 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 decimated really, and and people didn't have much money at all. I think rationing only stopped, you know, in the sort of mid fifties, and, yeah. and so um, I think there was a large part of that. So I think a lot of the footballers that came through in the seventies and the eighties did come from skint families. That was their yeah. way through. And I think the a lot of the African players they're mirroring that. They've had absolutely nothing. So um, they've they've not been told from the age of. 13, 14 academy that they're wonderful and they're going to be millionaires and and you've got to and and your media training they're just blokes basically. Yeah, right. it's true. Uh, it's true. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I remember. I, yeah, I, my first time I met I met Sacco and and Chiate, It was when we played because I had to do the announcing. It was one of the Euro, the Europa League. You know, we had those qualifiers, and yeah. we played the guys. I can't remember who it was, but they had a, they had they were sponsored by McDonald's. Um, and they had a striker, an Italian, former Italian international striker up front, who was a bit like me. He was quite a big lad, and um, and they were laughing. And so I, I sort of put up on Wikipedia. He's like Wikipedia, and he's like played for like Inter Milan. Like, oh, it's going to really annoy me now. Someone will definitely comment on the video and know exactly who it was. And uh, they were yeah, love, lovely guys, lovely guys. As you said, I, I think it's because they came from nothing, yep. and they had so much more appreciation. Anyway, anyway, let's, let's move on. Let's talk about talk about your your Hammers eleven. And Gonzo, you know, so the idea of this idea is it's it's firstly it's a four four two if we can keep it to that. Yes. Secondly, you have to be in live to see him play. So obviously yep. I can't put in Jeff Hurst. I can put in Guillermo Franco, for example. Seems a seems a fair swap. Um yeah. I try and get more, more <laughs> if obscure. You, if you wish. Yeah. 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 Um or Elan. Do you remember Elan? He was good on Nene. <laughs> Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, yeah. Vaguely. If he's if he's in, are you doing one? By the way, I I did the first. I did my, my okay, first, I did okay. my first one, and then I right. do like a, on a Sunday we do Sunday fun day. I do a little jokey one where I okay. pick like people who've only scored one goal for West Ham or something like that. Um, and the last one is it's your eleven gone, so you can talk about whoever you want. It doesn't have to be the best players. It could be your fans' favourite players or. I've got people talking soon about the players they shouted at the most on the terraces. So there's loads of sort of, it's, it's just sort of quite cathartic to get it off your chest and talk about these players, whether you liked them or not. So that's what we're doing. So it's quite simple. So for the, sort of, for the Gonzo 11, who will we have between the sticks? Who's going well, to be your pillar? 
Well, I'll, I'll, it won't start as it means to go on because <laughs> when you sent me the initial message and I, yeah. I read through it, and I thought, and you, um, have you, have you been, have you declared to everybody how many videos you intend to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you've been quite forthright. Okay, so when you told me you were going to do um, five hundred video, I almost spat me cornflakes out. Yeah. Um, uh, as you, as you know, because I replied back to you. Yeah. Um, and good, good luck, to, good luck to you on that. I thought, wow, okay, if everyone's doing their um, their eleven, yeah, I think you're going to get a lot of similar similar eleven. Yes. So I'm glad yeah. you've quantified it by because yeah. I've not picked the best eleven. Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, Good. But by the, the goalkeeper, who is Phil Parks, will make it sound as if I haven't. And the yeah. funny thing is that Phil Parks, once I said my stepfather was um, was West Ham, mm. um, my dad was QPR, but he wasn't really into football. So my older brother is also QPR. So I've probably okay. been to QPR, um, well, I don't know, 10, 15 times in my life. So yeah. obviously I've got a soft, soft spot for QPR. Um. West Ham signing Phil Parks. I, I, my brother still talks about it now. Put it that way. He's still, he's still got the ump, right? That's how you hold a grudge, by the way. Um, he's still got the ump about that. And I look at it now, and not only was Phil Parks the best goalkeeper yeah. we ever had, and we've had some good goalkeepers, right? Haven't we yeah. just? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob Green was really good. Um, yeah, David I'm... James, I know Calamity James and all that, but... He, he was good. His lot was good. McCloskey, of course. You know, um, we we got good, we got a really good goalkeeper now, yeah. and um, um, and we've had some that are not so good. I won't um, <laughs> name. I'm sure they'll be in that. Somebody will have the goalkeeper I'm thinking of yes. in that in the team they want to shout at. Yeah, but Phil Parks, world record, and for us to spend um, that a world record on a goalkeeper. Yeah. Was was really something else, and um, and my my very good friend Canning Town Len, as um, yeah. if you haven't been and watched his his film, oh, he's great. We, I did. Team. I interviewed him yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. He's a he's a naughty boy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, his interviews with with Phil Parks mm. were just so good, and obviously he's, he cut some of the footage and put some of the footage in. Um, but some of it ended up on a cutting room floor as well. I can imagine. Great stories. Um, great guy. Uh, my first ever autograph, by the way. Wow, um, which, I, oh, yeah, sorry, such a mess in here. I should have had it really <laughs> to, to show you. Um, but I've actually, you know, I've got him and as many people as I as I could to sign my first ever game, imagine. which was the 10-0 against yeah. Barry. Um, but what a great player. And I think it's quite funny, actually, because when you when you're younger, and you look at these players mm. when you're a child, um, particularly a goalkeeper. So if you're, you're a little kid, he's just massive. He's, he's a big guy anyway, you know. But Phil Parks was massive. I remember looking, oh, wow, yeah. wow. Um, and I'll never forget that I met, here's something for you, Phil Parks and Darth Vader on the same day. Uh, not, not, the same, uh, not the same time, because you'd never see him in the same place. So. You'd never see him in the same place. Um, but... Was it Dave Prowse, wasn't it, who, who played Darth Vader? He was the, was the Jolly Green Giant and a Green Cross Code man. Yeah. yeah. He was, um, believe it or not, <laughs> signing autographs in the full clobber in Bodgers in Ilford. <laughs> and um, and later on that day, Phil Parks was in there doing a signing as well. So oh, we, we, we just we, hung about. Him, but we didn't see him together. You're right. Maybe Phil Parks was the Dark Lord <laughs> um, and, and Luke Skywalker's father. Probably not heard that line before, no, but, um, no. but a fantastic player, um, a real idol of mine. Um, yeah. Particularly, I don't seem to understand much about um, goal, the art of goalkeeping. Goalkeepers themselves, and it is a, it is a strange one for a child to idolise because yeah. um, we we all want to score goals, don't we? We all dream of being. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. The, the striker for West Ham, or you know, the, the top goal scorer for England, or whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, Phil Parks. Gets, gets, gets the nod between gets the, the sticks. Nod. Okay, we'll put Parks in. Let's go for left back then, Gonzo. Okay. We've got left back. This is good. It'll get more um, obscure later Love on, it. by Love the it. way. Okay. Um, these are going to seem like tappings at the moment. I've got to go for Julian Dix. Yep, yep, yep. And in, in, my, in my quest to, um, to think of my team, I was trying to, that's for the reasons I said before, think a little bit um, left of the field, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> I... But you can't get past Dixie. No. 
and no, no one could. No, um, literally. It's really funny because when I look at it now, there are a lot of people that lords Dixie mm. uh, that haven't seen him play. Because age is a funny thing, you know. Um, it, it 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 creeps up on you, and then goes past you, and then you, and then you realise, you realise that a film that you think is quite cool, and and you know that everyone should watch was twenty years ago, and yeah. stuff and stuff like. Oh, oh, right, okay. Well, perhaps you haven't seen this film, you know. And of course, everyone knows. So West Ham fans at the moment, more recent ones, know Julian Dix the legends, but probably didn't see the real version of Julian Dix play. Mm. Um, but there's enough, it's not like, it's not like trying to scrape through for decent footage of, of Alan Devonshire, right? There is, there is enough there, um, of Julian Dix for people to appreciate. But I don't, I think some, I think if you were looking at a player like Ronald Delio, then the Mm. highlights would do him justice. What's Ronald Delio all about? Well, he's flamboyance and flair and tricks. There'll be, there'll be enough montages out there where you can see, um, all of Ronaldinho's greatest yeah. tricks and his greatest yeah. goals. And it will be reflective of who he was as a player. I don't think footage does that for Julian Dix. Because I don't think the footage really reflects what he gave on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, quite how fearsome he was. Quite how players would turn away from him and, and sort of duck and, you know, and, and, and scurry off. Yeah. Um, and really, he's not a big guy. No, Dixie. No, 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 no. Not a big guy, no. but same, same um, you know, obviously you're sporting a similar look there, Russ. But, you know, something about the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the shape bonce and, and the yeah. grimmest stare and, and all the rest of it. And the way he played, which would just be to, to take people out and, and the drive forward and, and that will to win. And, and I often discuss a lot of our videos about leaders, lack of leaders in today's mm. game. Yeah. Um, and he really was. He, he led by example. Um, and the goal threat he yeah. used to give us. Um, and we were blessed. We, we've been, we were blessed, you know, before that, not so much in recent times, uh, funny enough, um, with some fullbacks could score, that yeah. could score. Um, but that, that wasn't one of those times. And, you know, it would, would not be unusual to go into a game and think, well, Dixie will, will score could here. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you, be know, score, um, yeah. you know, re- really was one of those players, and not the only one, there's another one in my team that, that, should, have, um, that should have played for England. And maybe he was... Maybe he was a little bit unlucky in that sense, but I, I do feel he was better than the other people that were mm. around at the time. Um, yeah. I mean, I know Winterburn played for us and the rest of it. I don't know how big... Did Winterburn, I don't think Winterburn got many caps, did he? I, I'm not so sure, but I, I certainly... No, no, I don't think so. And obviously, you know, famously, was it when you were replaying the 96 stuff at the moment? That was, that was the one that everyone thought was going to be his one, wasn't it? And there was, there was obviously... He had a skin head, so he wasn't going to be picked and rubbish like that. Um, and, and yeah, no, because obviously it was, and you know, in hindsight, it's a great thing. Julian would have probably taken one of those penalties. Yes. In the, in the, and who knows? Who knows? But no, I agree. I agree. And he was, and you know, he was, there's not many fullbacks who can control a crowd and can control a game like Julian did. That's, that's a huge thing, though, isn't it? What it you is. say there, to, to be able to interact with a crowd, to be able to, to lift a crowd and, and it's it's a massive thing. You see, um, I know he gets a lot of stick, I know it's the West Ham thing and all the rest of it, but you look at um you look at you look at how Klopp manages. Yep. Klopp manages the crowd as yep. well. You know, and it's it's quite a, you know, obviously that's the manager doing it. If you can get players there who can um it's quite funny actually, I want to know what's the tangent again. When, when, when watching the ashes um yep. three or four years ago. And Joe Root was there. Mm. And you wouldn't think it on a, um, in a cricket pitch, but Joe Root was controlling the crowd. He was getting, he was getting the, the crowd to sit. I, I was watching, thinking, wow, this is, this is really impressive. Yeah. Um, and those are just, no one's teaching you that. Mm. And, and the, the stuff that Dixie had, he, looked, he could control a ball. He could tackle. Boy, could he tackle. Some of it was a bit naughty. Maybe some of it was say he couldn't tackle. Um, he could. They could kick a ball really, yeah. really hard as yeah. well. And I think it's any anyone that's ever spent any time with any professional footballers, mm. they strike the ball differently. Yeah. 
uh, there's a power, there's a precision, there's a, there's a purchase that the rest of us who, who have kicked the ball around in the park can only dream of. The way it pings off the foot with, with that accuracy. And I don't know how many miles per hour more they kick the ball yeah. than, the, uh, the, than, than the, the, the less than average man, let's say. Um, I don't know. But he had those skills. He could do that. But then he had that intangible skill of, as you say, controlling the crowd mm. and controlling his teammate and dictating parts of the game, which I think if you're a manager... To have those players that that you can rely yeah, on to yeah, that, yeah, yeah. as long as he's not getting a set off, yeah. um, <laughs> it's, it's probably a way because you probably think, well, I don't have to worry about the area of the pitch. I can concentrate on giving instructions to other people. Great yeah. player. No, great player. No, agreed. Julian's in. Right. Who's going to go on the right back position then, Gonzo? Okay. Okay. I said I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, it's a little bit different now, but I've got That's to get right. him in. Don't, don't be silly. I've got to put uh, Billy Bonds in yeah. here. And I know. Hold on. Right back. Um, yes. Yeah. Right back, okay. Yeah. Um, swashbuckling central midfielder, really good centre half, by the way. Really, really good centre half. Um, he was like a, um, he was like a god, really. Mm. Um, that if you you heard all the stories about him training and stuff like that, he could just outrun anybody um in the but the pre-season they do still these these runs along the beach and up and down the steps, and he would just keep going. The man was a machine um and from an era before an era where you could actually plug someone in and test what it is about them yeah. you know um the bleep test all of this stuff he he had he had a hell of an engine and mm-hmm. um and a good footballer as well again and I, this is what i was talking about julia dick should play for england billy bonds really should have played for england and it's easy to say this right as a west ham fan mm-hmm. But if that was the case, we were that biased, we'd say it about everybody. Everyone, yeah. Aaron Cresswell, we should play for England. Well, we yeah. don't say that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. we're, we're sensible. We're sensible with it. Billy Bonds was a, was a, was a fantastic player. Another player with um, immense drive um, and, a, and, a will, and a will to succeed. And, mm. and I think that, that you've got to have that in your football yep. team. And the, play, and the teams that don't have that are going to struggle. Yeah. Um, and there's other players that are more of a shoo-in. At right back, but I couldn't put him in midfield because I tried to keep it a little bit nice. quirky and people that I was maybe wide-eyed at. Um, but without sounding, I don't, I don't, you know what it sounds. It sounds. Like, it sounds. Like, it sounds like it sounds. I'll tell you, yeah. as a kid, right? I remember st- sat there, right, um, at the front at the North Bank, and when he would when he would run around, and just how muscly he was. Look, his legs were like tree trunks, and it's this, this tall, massive geezer with this long hair. And um, it's funny how you remember. I remember it being blonde. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> wow, you know, you look at him, and and it's it's grown men going crunch, 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 and then running, and and the desire to win, and then the talking. I always remember him talking constantly. His head turned, talking to everyone, talking to everyone, which is quite funny because he's a he's a quiet man. Quiet man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a humble man, um, mm. but almost like, almost like a prize fighter that does all his work for charity and is a peaceful man and a loving man and loves his family. There, but he gets between the ropes and just as an animal, starts yeah, punching yeah. Someone, someone in the face. But Julian, Julian was like that as well. Very, you know, he's obviously yeah, very, very nice. You know, you speak to him and very polite and very, you know, quite basically said, but when they cross that line, that's it. And I think Bonzo is similar to what you were saying about Julian. The younger age group know he's a legend, yes. but don't know why he's a legend. And again, you would say, yeah, same thing about getting clips and video clips and stuff like that. You wouldn't necessarily see it in a highlights package, but you obviously saw him live. You could see him in his, in his, in all glory, if that makes sense. It's, it's absolutely right. And, and it's not that you don't listen to it when they say it. I understand yeah. that Jimmy Greaves may well have been the most talented striker that anyone's ever seen. I understand the concept. Yeah. I understand the story, but I'd never saw it. No. Okay. What are you tell what are you telling me? Jimmy Greaves is more talented than, than Alan Shearer. Okay. I get it. Uh, you know, whatever. And so on, than Robbie Fowler, than, than this, that, and Mike Lowe, whatever, whoever pick your striker. Okay. Fine, but I didn't see him, so no. I, I, it's 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 a it's a bit of history. I've heard your story, I haven't seen it, um, but it's not my. It's and obviously I'm not saying he was at his best at West Ham. Obviously I know no he wasn't, but um, uh, but yeah, you know. So yeah, these are. It's you try and, and just tell the younger generation that this is why. Yeah. And he was he was a force 
of nature. I yeah. think that would be the way to describe Billy Barnes, a force of nature. But don't let it be said that people think so much of that, that he was just a workhorse who's very, very talented football. Yeah. You, you can't play in three different positions and not be. No, exactly. And, and, and that's the idea, part of the reason of this, this channel, Gonzo, is for that exact reason, because people like you have got first-hand experience of seeing someone like Billy Bonds and seeing someone like Phil Parks. I didn't see Billy Bonds play. I didn't see Phil Parks. So they're not in my 11. Do you know what I mean? And that's, and yeah. that's what's good. So you sort of, you know, and particularly even people sort of, you know, further, I was not going to say older, but, but further, further on their age, you know, who saw Bobby Moore play and of course, saw... Yeah. Yeah, Roddy Boyce and people like that. So it's really sort of nice categorizing and sort of, you know, recording all these, all these sort of memories of, of different players. Right. Okay. So put Bonzo on the, the right back position. Who are we going to have in the center backs then, Gons? Um, Shooing for me, Alvin Martin. Yeah. It just was there all the time. It seemed to be all the time. I suppose he's still there now. Um, a really, somebody that, that came from, a totally different environment, a totally yep. different part of the country, a different culture. I've said, said this about James Collins. Mm. James Collins is a Welsh Cockney. James Collins come from Wales and he just got it. West yeah. Ham, he just got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand this. Um, Alvin Martin was exactly the same. He mm. came down and he embraced it. And um, in, in a sort of the way you would always want to, I always like to think, if I emigrated to a different country, I would immerse myself in their culture, learn their language. And, you know, mm. and, and I think that's, he came down and, and he did that and he became Mr. West Ham and, and remains Mr. West Ham. And the way he was, again, watch Len's film, you know, um, the way he came in and he was very much under the tutelage of, of John Lyle. He was, aware of all the legends that were around him to mm. see people like Brookin to be um, aware of, of Bobby Moore and, and all that stuff. And yeah. how, I don't know how many people, it's a label, isn't it? Such and such is the next George Best mm. at Man United or something like that. It, yeah. it must weigh heavily on a, yeah. on a player. Um, and we've had a few next Bobby Moores, but he would have been the first mm. uh, Alvin Martin, you know, um, and it's obviously it's it's um it's unfair on anybody, and I was lucky enough. Again, this is when this is they must have been these players couldn't have earned that much money because in the summer holidays I went to the Alvin Martin soccer school. Soccer school, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Which was at, which was at Wanstead Leisure Centre. Oh, please. Um, and we, I ran for the whole week and I came third. By the way, um, which was wonderful, and uh, I mean, we all got a ball, and we all got yeah, yeah, such yeah. and such. But um, and he wasn't there for, for every single day, and um, came but... the last day with a presentation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, it wasn't a case of well, he's my he's my hero because he'd already been at a school. This was what, yeah. exactly what I was talking about. Um, but he was he was an elegant player yes. and a classy but a classy centre half. Obviously, did. Um, did play for England, of course. Um, you, I can't really think of too many like him now. Um, but it was a period when he was playing alongside Tony Gale as well. Mm. And I thought they really, I thought that was a really nice blend, yeah. you know. Um, and, you know, he is, he's, a, he's a scouser, but he is an EastEnder also, Alvin. Um, yeah. Well, it shows you when, when, when you know, he's, he's been retired how many years and you know he still lives around here you know obviously his, his sons and yeah. sons and and his other son runs a soccer school as well i believe so oh does he yeah 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 <laughs> so uh i think i might i might i might chance me on turn up and see what happens but yeah i yeah. know oh, he does he i know he's he's um he was at our um i think he's his grandson's in my my daughter's year at school and he, he turned up and did some goal stuff at the, at the school fate and you know and that shows that you know it's his part as you said he, he gets it and like and so ginger he gets it then he? he gets what's what it is to be sort of part of the community at west ham and be still associated with that community how many more years on than he's technically hung up his boots so um yeah alf okay sounds great who are we gonna partner alf then gonzo um the the next next bobby moore um or one of one of them and um so i'm i'm 
going to say a little bit more into the future. That's what I'm talking about. Someone turns around and says, it's 20 years ago, mate, or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's Rio. Yeah. Who was uh, Harry Redknapp. Brought him through. And as the story goes, Harry's dad used to, um, used to come and watch a lot of the games. And watch a lot of the youth games. And Harry's dad said to Harry, who's that lad playing the youth team, playing in central midfield? And that's what alerted Harry to him. Harry yeah. went and had a look, and it was Rio. And then he he, he, he put Rio back. You know, um, the rest is history. Went to yeah. play at, at centre back, and I and I I never forget him playing really well against Alan Shearer. Yeah. And Alan Hansen on match the day was analysing it. I remember thinking, oh, no, 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 no. He was saying, well, this kid's really good. Look at that. Look at the way he's reading the game. You know, he seems to have it all. He seems to be able to pass. He's got good technique. He's fast. Um, and, 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 you know, and, and, and so on and so forth. Oh, no, 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 no. You could see what was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sol Campbell, who he partners. Sol Campbell was, um, was a hell of an athlete. Yeah. And... Um, and had a, had a, had a, obviously had a really good career. But Sol Campbell used to... Sol Campbell's highlight reel would have been a lot of last gasp sliding tackles mm-hmm. to recover it and using his strength and using his yep. pace and, and a good it. player. Uh, Rio was never in that trouble. Rio never had to make the last gasp sliding mm-hmm. thing because he was generally stood in the right position anyway. Yeah, He had pace if he needed to use it. Generally... He, he didn't. Um, story of Ian Wright, actually, talking about training with Rio. And Ian Wright said that, um, that they used to run lots of one-on-one drills. He said you yeah. couldn't get past him. You couldn't get past him on a one-on-one um, because he'd, he'd, he'd sort of know which way you were going to turn. And even if you tried to accelerate, he would be a, as quick as you <laughs> anyway. My only, bear in mind you accept at West Ham, in recent years at least, that players are going to leave. My only regret with Rio was that he didn't go on to fulfil his potential. Ridiculous, right? Because he didn't, um, because he played for England and he won the Champions League and league titles and so on and so yeah. forth. A wonderful, wonderful, you know, show us your medals. Well, Rio's got lots of them. Yeah. But when he was coming through, it was Bobby Moore, Franz Beckenbauer, and mm. Franco Baresi, for people that remember him. We are talking cultured players would bring the ball out from the back and make the yeah. additional midfielder. He was that skillful. Mm-hmm. And whilst I would never be so um, ridiculous as to say Sir Alex Ferguson was a bad uh, coach and played defensive football, he, he very much wanted him to stay yeah, yeah, at yeah, centre-half, yeah. which, and much like Joe Cole, by the way, mm. because of that, the way Joe Cole got shoehorned into a winger who had to track back quite a bit rather than do what you want, yeah. Joe, if yeah. right yeah, behind, yeah. you know, right, right, right in the hole in the number 10 role. I don't feel he fulfilled his potential from an artistic point of view. Yeah. And I'll go back to um, something Matt Letizia said, who was a wonderful, wonderful, one of the best footballs I've ever seen, by yeah. the way. Agreed. Matt Letizia said, when he retired, people said, do you have any regrets about moving? And, and not, not moving, because bigger clubs wanted him. And he said, not really. He said, he said, when I retire, he said, there'll be a lot of players that can turn around and say, they won more things than Matt Letizia. He was talking about himself in the third person, but we let it go. It's, um, uh, but he, he, he turned around and said, but there won't be too many that can say they're a better player than Matt Letizia because he absolutely did from an artistic point of view. If you think that footballers are our artists rather than mm. athletes, we've yep, spoken no. about athletes and, and so on yeah. and so forth. Um, can do you get the freedom to paint with the artistic brush? I just feel that Rio's, um, as wonderful as he was, Rio, Rio could have been the best defender in the world. And maybe he was for certain points, but he could have been the best. He could have been a Ballon d'Or winner is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, no, totally get it. Totally get it. And I, 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 I totally agree with what you said when, when he went to, when he went to United. Cause he seemed to like, even at West Ham and Leeds, he'd make mistakes, but he'd learn from those mistakes. Mm. I think, yeah, first time he kicked the, he, he says in his autobiography, first time he kicked the ball at West Ham, went, went straight off into the crowd. And everyone's like, well, this, this is a great ball. This is this great ball playing <laughs> defender yeah. we've got here. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And he's, yeah, it's a great shout. Right. Okay. That's, that's your bat for, that's your, that's your keeper. Who are we going to have uh, left wing then, Gons? 
Uh, it's going to be Alan Devonshire. <laughs> you're making hold on. You say it's going to be different to everyone else's. You no. have to wait. You have yeah. To wait. Okay. Dev. Um, uh, I mean, uh, uh, what did what cost her? What today Five would grand. be a bag of pasta and a toilet wrong? Um, it would be on eBay, yeah, at the moment. It was. It was. Or, or yeast. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. A, actually, I was going to say a, a tub of hand gel thrown in it. No, it was less than that. Um, it's again, we're back into that. Uh, do, do you remember when we had Ben Ayoun? Yeah. Because Pete and people were saying Ben Ayoun is a bit like Dev. But people are also saying it about Pyatt as well. Yeah. Now, I don't mean in terms of talent, but he was more Ben Ayoun than Pyatt. Yeah. Okay. Because of the way he is a, he is a magician. Mm. Because of the way he would drop his shoulder and go past, if you know, for people that were maybe a generation after, Chris Waddle used to do it, do mm. that and then go the other way. Yeah. Um. So, and he was, he was not a winger in 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 the traditional sense, really. Yes, he could run down the line, but at his best, when he was drifting in, he, he would faint to go to the left and come in. Mm. Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't touch it. You're right. Had a touch of Ryan Giggs about him in, in that in that sense as well. Um, in as much as he would cut in, such a talented player. If it was now, it would have been a bit like Payette because you would have said probably too good for West Ham. Mm. But then, when playing amongst um, you know Trevor Brookin, <laughs> such a good player, and um, you know Billy Bonds and 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 the likes. No, not too good for West Ham at the yeah. time, but certainly good enough to go and play for anyone. And and may I say as well, in an era of really good wingers and four four twos, by the way, and I felt he would have held his own with anyone. And probably my first, I, I mentioned about Phil Parks, about Billy Bonds, yeah. and watching them. But you could watch those players. The mar- you could marvel at Billy Bonds in the warm up. Right. Yeah. Wow. Look at him. Look at him. He's like a god. Um, the first, I think he was Alan Demonstry was probably the first time I was ever aware of of being excited when someone was about to get the ball. Yeah. You know, oh. Oh. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. They're giving it to the to the long haired fellow with a moustache. <laughs> oh, you know. Hold on. You know. Who's, what's his name again, Dad? You know. Yeah, yeah, and then wow. And and because you felt it, but also you felt the crowd. So we've spoken about. Um, Julian Dix able to mm, impact mm. the crowd. Well, Devonshire would impact the crowds yeah. probably a second before he got the ball. Start to stand up early, you know, you'd feel the buzz of the crowd, yeah, and, then, and then he would yeah, get the ball, yeah. and it was electric. And, and you'd be, well, you're gonna, you got some trouble here. Yeah, you, you fell. As we spoke about Pyatt, much the same as when Pyatt got a free kick, when Dev got the ball, you think, oh, well, something's gonna happen there. Yeah, and it was, it was, re- it was really exciting. And um, as much as I felt a little bit sorry for. Stuart Slater, we talk about the next Bobby Moore. Uh, Stuart Slater should have really been the next Alan Devonshire, but yeah. it didn't, as, as gifted as he was, it didn't really quite happen for him. Um, and what a humble bloke as well. Um, we were before Len did his thing, we when, when, um, I don't live a million miles from Wokingham. And Tony Gale, um, Parksey, and Dev did, a, did an evening. A, yep. A, a, a drunken evening. Well, I. I not the they probably weren't drunk. It was probably just me and and a few others. And it was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and anyone that gets a chance to go to those things, yeah, I've not done very many, but um, but Gail, what a what a host, what a lovely guy Tony Gale is, by the way. Um, mm. what a funny man, a real funny man, a real raconteur, and um, and and you know the way he brought Parksy and um and Dev together, there was clearly a real love between all three of them. Um. And, and just a just Dev was a really nice, humble geezer. Again, he just got it, and and then you always feel, and particularly more I've seen since Len's done his stuff, you you very much feel very proud to have been associated there. And and if you don't get a lump in your throat when you hear Alan Devonshire talking about John Lyle, mm. then you've got you've got a, you've got a stone heart really, because yeah. um you know one wonderful, really 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 wonderful. Yeah, and as you said, you know when obviously we we interview the the boys of '86 on the pitch at halftime, they all everyone to a man talks about Dev, and that to me is is you know because obviously if you're the fans, yes, they yeah they but for your you know your your colleagues to put you on that pedestal, 
there was something special about you. And, and that's just absolutely yeah, exactly that, that, right. that's what you're, that's why you want the the um that's why you don't want the journalist player of the year you yeah. want the pfa player of the year that's why you want to be hammer of the year rather than what you know you, you want that you want you know the, the players you, the, you know it's, it's your yeah. peers as you say to to rate you and rate what you're doing yeah no, i totally agree okay so put dev on the left who are we going to go on the right wing I'm cheating, but I've already cheated. All, all the way down the right is cheating. Yeah, lovely. I'm going to put I'm going to put Dimitri Payet in there. Yeah, because I, I I've mentioned all these players. It's Dimitri Payet is up there, and I think you've got to separate the method of departure. Yes, from the player. I've got enough lovely people in there. I've got enough people in the team who got it and knew about West Ham for, for every James Collins, <laughs> yes. Bonds and Alvin Martin. Yeah. Maybe there's some people who don't get it. Yeah. Okay, Payet didn't get it. But as a man in a place at a time for the last season at Upton Park, that was there. We had a world-class player. Yeah. We saw it all throughout. We saw it with our eyes. The stats told us we might before. Mm. It was he, you know, he was the most creative player in Europe yep. for four years that wasn't Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stats. Yeah. Well, he was. Yeah. And you could see that. I think it was something like he'd left the club for six months, and there was some stat that over the last couple of years he was still in the top three for chances created in the Premier League. Oh, he, ain't played for, he ain't played in the league for six months. Not famous for what he did, but also the chances that he created that other people didn't um, didn't quite finish off. I've I've never I've moaned a lot about West Ham players not being able to take free kicks over the years. Yeah. Actually, um, um, and it's quite <laughs> in corners and different bits and pieces. But wow, we got one. Yeah, we've actually got one, and so wonderfully skillful i mean he's one we don't have to i don't this is not one we have to explain to the younger no. generation yeah it's all there you even if you missed it it's there yeah i'd say hd it's there in 4k if you want to go and watch it <laughs> um i'm recording some of it myself i think so it, it's just such a, the right player at the right place at the right exactly. time the stars made aligned. us feel yeah. and the chant we it was I've, I mentioned it before in another video. We've got Payet, Dimitri Payet. It was sung. The Aaron Cresswell song is sung with happiness. Yeah, right. It's it's funny. The flow of the song's good. Everyone, yeah, Aaron Cresswell's magic. He went, yeah. Everyone's so enjoying themselves. All right. Yeah. He left Dipswich. He's come to West Ham. Lovely, lovely. The Dimitri Payet song is very different. The Dimitri Payet song is sung with disbelief. <laughs> Um, by the way, it's we've got Payet. I can't quite believe it, but we've got Dimitri Payet. He might be better than Zidane. Yeah. Um, you'd better watch out. Yeah, exactly. Because if you foul anyone, any one of our yeah. players from 30 yards of the goal, we're going to score. We've got Dimitri Payet. And it yeah. was sung with, not with arrogance, but it was, you know, some songs are playful banter. Some are, but this one was, it was... It was a war cry of disbelief yeah. that we would sing to the opposition. <laughs> Watch out. Well, you, you've had your Cantonars, you've had your Burkes. Look, we've got someone now and, 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 you, and you're going to have a bit of it. Wonderful yeah. player. Yeah, he was. He was. And as you said, that Euro, that, when they, the Euro Championships, and he, he was like, you know, one of the best players of the champion. Again, it's like, when, have, you, when, have, when was the last time we ever had a Ballon d'Or nominee? When yeah, did we ever yeah. have a potential player of a, you know, a, a, a football tournament? Um, yeah, it was... It was, yeah, disbelief. I totally get that. And as you said, the sort of stars aligned. You had the right, you had the right, yeah, obviously you had the right, well, for that season, you had the right, I think, man management as well, potentially yes. with, with Slav. Obviously afterwards, maybe not, but for that period of time, it's just the stars all aligned. And um, and yeah, no, I don't think there's anything more we can say about Pyatt. I think, it's, yeah, technically he's probably the best player I've ever seen play. Yep. For West Ham. Yeah, superb. All right, Dimmy's in. Okay, who are we going to play in the centre mid positions then, Gons? Okay, um, this was this was a bit of a tough one um, because I wanted to play somebody I really looked up to. And the, look, the, the easy, it's an unbalanced midfield. The yeah. easy one was Carrick for in there, okay? 
for all the reasons that I said, he's, he what a wonderful glittering career, and he was really good as a youngster. And I thought because of the person I'm going to have next to him, I need someone to sit a little bit. Um, and I understand my midfield would get overwhelmed. I understand that if you could get the ball off them. Yes. So I'm actually going to go with someone, not a, not a star-studded player particularly. Um, I'm going to go with Ian Bishop. Now, Ian Bishop, I moved, we moved from Ilford when I was 13, 14. We moved down, um, Mailman got a job in Dorset. Yeah. Um, and that was when Harry was manager of Bournemouth. So well, I joined my new school, a lot of my friends were Bournemouth fans. We used to go down and it was, it was when Jamie was coming through. Jamie's the same age as me. Jamie was coming through at Bournemouth. Everyone was going mad in the local press about it. Um, and, um, and Harry was Harry's manager there. So we went down and watched Bournemouth um, a few times. And they had this absolutely wonderful uh, midfielder who was called Ian Bishop in the middle. And the Bournemouth, I've been lucky enough to interview um, Ian Bishop, one of, the, one, of the, one of the earliest videos we did, I think, yeah, on the yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the fans all used to sing, we all agree, you know, Bournemouth fans, we all agree that Bishop is better than Robson, meaning Brian Robson, who was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful player. Well, of course he wasn't, but you can understand why they were singing it. Yeah. Um, and again, you've got this modern, um, modern people who might have, they, they understand, because he's quite prominent on social media and because he's, he's in the public eye a little bit, yeah. Ian Bishop's, who is a lovely, lovely guy. Yeah. Um, he's got this this persona of of being, you know, a cheeky chappy, and, it, and it's, it's just it's easy for people to look at him now. I didn't see him play. Oh, that's him, the, the long haired cheeky chappy yeah, who likes yeah, to dance yeah, yeah. and all the rest of it. Like maybe that's why he's popular. No, this was a really skillful long passer of the football. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I hate the term. I hate the term, but I seem to use it. Um. Which is it was like a, like a quarterback in, a, in a, like a playmaker. Like no, I get you. Yeah, zone. totally. Um, range of passing was was brilliant. Uh, I mean, spoken to him, he's his idol was Glenn Hoddle, and you can understand why he he, he well, I say idol, but but the the player he looked up to a lot was Glenn Hoddle, and you could see the game was quite similar. Um, was good enough to go on to to better things than West Ham and Man City. Mm. City are not were not like they are now, no, obviously. No, no. Really cultured. And it was a good good blend, I thought, with him and Moncur, who was your, mm -hmm. your, your snarly, nasty tackler. Um, just, I just always thought he was really elegant. And it sort of coincided with a time when I was, um, when I'd come back from Dorset as well, and I, and I was going a lot. So I think, I think there was a certain pride. You know, it's, you know yeah. it's like if you spot a player first, right? I think I mean, yeah, we've yeah. all got that. We've all, we've all got it. We've got it in all of us, you know. Um, next, and I felt I'd spotted the player first because I'd seen him play down in Bournemouth. Boys, so, oh, I know this. I know this player. I know this guy. Um, he's really good, and he was really good. And I really enjoyed playing because I liked the game played as much as I like the, the the crunching tackle of Julian yeah. Dix and all the rest yeah. of it. I do like. I like the ball play. I like. I never like. I don't like Barcelona. I don't mean I don't like Barcelona. I find their football quite boring. Mm. Um, I don't hundred passes to score a goal is not is not for me. No. Um, so I think if you can get the ball forward in six or seven passes, then great. And I think even better if you've got a, if you've got a midfielder who can pass it. Carrick would, would pass like this. Beckham would pass like this. Jamie Redknapp would pass like this. For instance, you've got somebody that can ping a long pass and get played a winger in mm. with that cultured Hollywood style pass. Or play a pass, a real powerful pass that curls along the ground. Oh, that's delicious! Yeah, what, a, yeah, what a great, what a great skill that is. And that was it. That was Ian Bishop, and he always played with his head up as well. So he always knew where the game was open around him. Cultured, wonderful player. Ian Bishop gets in the team. Indeed, and and Ian Bishop. Uh, speaking of you know, turning up at school and stuff like that, Bish did a. Remember, like he. They used to have prank shows where someone just they'd put hidden cameras in. Yes, talk. yes, He did one with for my brother um, with uh, with Dave Benson Phillips. Remember him? So no, the, I don't. he was a TV presenter, like the black TV presenter. He was all like kids TV. Anyway, he did, a, yeah. he, did a, he did a thing like he burst into his art class and was like, "Hey, Tom's like my brother." Was like, Oh, is he a bishop? Uh, and they had to do like loads of like training like, on the pitch. And it was like it was really cheesy, but yeah, no, no I love, love Bish. Um, that, that was as my era, definitely. Okay, who's Bish going to partner in the midfield then? Liam Brady. Yep. Um, of course, we knew about Liam Brady because 
he was going to be the guy that broke our hearts in the 1980 Cup final. Yes. A real cultured, wonderful um, player. Be interesting. Um, I'm not just saying it because the Irish family connections, by the way. Um, he went on to Juventus afterwards. Uh, I think it's that's possibly, we didn't get him from Juventus, maybe got him from a Scully or someone like that. But he came to West Ham and a lot of people, it, I think I, it's not like he came here, it's, he came here at 31. So he didn't come here at 34 or anything like that. Had yeah. he had the best years of his career? Yes, but he was still a hell of a player there. And it's mm. not like he came and, and played for one season. I mean, he probably played 90-odd games for West Ham, Liam Brady. And what a player. I mean, he was, he was international class. Mm. He was absolutely... I, I just looked. I remember watching him. Again, it was, must have been a time when, when I was watching a lot, a lot of West Ham and going down there. So, I've, I've um, intermittently had periods of season tickets. So this was this was clearly a time one of those times I used yeah, to watch yeah, him. Yeah. I think, wow, what a what an absolutely class player. And it was a time when we really needed it as well. I, I felt at a time that we were really struggling to to grab hold of a midfield. We were really struggling. With such good, we had such good players when Trevor Brooking, who's not in the team, because I, I would felt I was cheating mm. um, with with Trevor, because I I didn't quite realise it. I I was lucky enough to interview Trevor on the um, the last uh, game at Upton Park. So I was lucky enough to interview him at pitch side, um, and I told him um, I told him loads of stuff he probably didn't want to hear because I was starstruck. Um, and he, he he was talking to me about his career, about Tony coming through and him winding down, and and uh, Tony Cotty, sorry, and yeah. um, and I and I realised, and I then I looked at his career, I thought actually I really didn't see much of Trevor Brooking at yeah. all. So then I, which is not in the spirit of what you're Indeed. doing, which is Indeed. actually did I did I technically watch Trevor Brooking play? Yes. How much could I tell you about Trevor Brooking? Well, quite a lot, <laughs> but how much of that is not my information? Exactly. How much of that yeah. are stories yeah. and yeah. someone else's stuff? Yeah. Um, so I've I've left him out. But my point is, he was such a wonderful player with with such immense skill. And when we talk about um, players like Devonshire as well, and and all of these wonderful players that we had at West Ham, there's, there was some, there's certainly been some fallow years. And yeah. I, I very much feel that Brady came in at the right time. And he he was you know what he was he was a class of player that we'd previously been used to but yes. didn't feel we had at the time and um a class act and I, he's just in because number one he's brilliant but i do remember just watching him thinking this guy is fantastic i could yeah. probably pick four or five other midfielders yep. probably billy bond should be in there probably carrick should be in there. there's a lot of people that should be in ahead of my midfield of ian bishop and liam brady but they were important to me yeah, good shirt. Yeah, as you said, that's what it is. It's all about being important to you. And that's what's good. And uh, first time Liam Brady's come up. Ah, there we go. So there we go. Very good. Okay, right. Who are we going to have up front for Gonzo 11? Okay. Um, I'll leave... I'll... <laughs> I will leave the um, oh I'll 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 leave the the weird one. Okay, I'm going to say someone else that's not that's not going to come up. By the way, that hasn't okay. come up and probably won't come up at all. But before I do, someone else that will come up with others uh, would be Dean Ashton. Yeah, and um, it's a real shame. I'm, I bet everyone says the same thing when they talk about Dean Ashton. It's a real shame he didn't achieve his potential, yeah. and not because he went to play under Alex Ferguson. Um, the injury was was cruel. Um, I felt I felt. <laughs> I'm still annoyed. I talk about my brother being annoyed with Phil Parks leaving. Um, yeah, Sean White Phillips. I'm still yeah. annoyed with Sean White Phillips. Yeah, yeah, me too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully, I don't bump into him. Actually, I won't bump into him in the shop. We've got to be two metres apart. And I probably wouldn't yeah, recognise exactly. him anyway because he'd probably have a mask on. But I don't think he lives around there. No, I don't. I think um, he's right, Connor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but he's probably one of the few people I'm bigger than. Um, but anyway. Um, it's such a shame because Dean Ashton was a wonderfully gifted player. I remember mm. again, I spoke about Alan Hansen. Um, I remember a match of the day. Robin Van Persie had played really well for Arsenal. And Dean Ashton played really well for us. And he did a little, um, did a little segment, Alan Hansen, in match of the day of just these two really good young strikers. Yeah, and he yeah. was just, you know, they were both, he was raving about a pair of them, basically. Yeah. Well, actually, we do have someone special here. Yeah. And he'd allowed, uh, hey, once I say, hey, Pardew, 
had allowed us to dream again. Um, we have a lot of managers come and go. Uh, see, Billich allowed us to dream for a while mm. as well. Um, not many come in and allow you to dream. Uh, a lot of pragmatists, a lot are, are doing a job, a lot are doing their best, mm. but some, he, he got it. He got it, mm. Pardew, by the way, more than just a club. All the rest of it, he had the T-shirts printed up himself and all that. I don't think, I, I don't mean he was actually doing a screen printing. <laughs> he, I think he, 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 asked some, he, he asked something. <laughs> yes, absolutely sticking the letters on one by one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know what you mean. He got it. He understood about West Ham. I remember when he mm. first came in uh, at his first press conference, he said, well, I need to learn a little bit about this club. I need to, I um, want to learn about the history and, and, mm. and learn about, and, and, yeah. and I felt that he did um, and he got it. And, you thought, okay, we're going somewhere with this guy. I liked the signings he was making, both the, the, the lower league ones. He would, would bring a youngster through, which yeah. he wasn't a, a ward. Um, Anton, of course. Uh, you know, I liked the way he brought Rio Coca and, and um, mm. you know, from MK or wherever it was, um, yeah. or Wimbledon, whatever the case may be at the time, <laughs> whatever club they might have been at that point. Um, and, uh, and Dean Ashton was, he brought in Rob Green actually as well, but Dean Ashton yeah. was oh yeah. yeah because I'd seen him at the time I was watching some under I'd, I'd watched England under 17 under 18s under 19s Sky were running it for some reason um, and I knew he was coming through because um, he'd been really good at crew and yeah. obviously Norwich signed and we signed him from Norwich and he could have he could have been almost anything that that player he That's really true. he really yeah. could have done exceptional technique big enough to, to head the ball as well and, and contest um make a contest with central defenders, which was important. Yeah. Um, in many respects, I think, remember Freddie Sears scoring that goal? Yeah. Um, you look at Ashton in that, and you look at, in that game, the role Ashton is playing, and you thought, ah, this, this is, this is, um, yeah. this is what it should have been. Yeah. Uh, because I think he'd already, he was, he was back from his injury then, but yeah. he was going to go on to break down again. Thought, ah, and this is how it should be. A fast, Big man striker yeah. next to him and all the rest of it, and that that really could have been it. I don't really need to go on too much about Dean Ashton because everyone knows how good he was. But yeah. I just, just a, a real a real shame. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not damning him with faint praise or, or only putting him in out of sympathy. No, I, he was. He, I, Hartson nearly got in there because he was. But actually, Ashton. Ashton was better. Yeah, he was mustard. And uh, I, I said someone else when they when Dino's come, name came up. It was. Um, I remember the excitement I had reading the back of the sun that we were signing him for like 7 million or something like that. It was, you know, it was it a was fair, fair whack. And that's almost the same amount of excitement I have when we signed Bowen, that young, you know, hungry yeah, championship yeah. player. And you know, he's going to be mustard. You know, yeah. I mean, he, all we've seen of Jared so far, we know he's quick and we know he's got direct and that's what we need. And that's what we needed with Dino at that time. That's all stylish. He was, he was incredibly skillful for, for a big man, as they said, had a good, great feet for a big man. Right, okay, we'll put Dino in. Who's going to partner Dino up front? Tita Kamara? Um, no, 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 no. Better than TT. Um, somebody that... Um, a bit of a one-season wonder, although he was around for longer than one season. But it, it caught me at the right time. And I just thought he was absolutely brilliant. I love seeing him play. And it was Leroy Rossini. Yeah. <laughs> You're nodding, yeah. I'll tell you, no one else is going to say this. Everyone's going, what? There's 20, there's 20 strikers better than Leroy Rossini. There probably are, and they yep. probably were. Um, uh, Teddy Sheridan was miles better than Leroy Rossini. But for that season, I think he scored... He scored between 15 and 20 goals. 88, 89, something like that. Um... He was like the best striker around, as it yeah. felt like that. I went into every game thinking he is gonna score. score yeah, yeah. I have never seen anyone jump so high. I probably have. It's probably in a pole vault or something in the Olympics, but I didn't feel on a football pitch. <laughs> the only person that came close, I felt, was um, was uh, was Les Ferdinand. Les Ferdinand used to have some leap on him. Bang. Yeah. Um, strong, quick. Could finish well for that season, he could anyway. And it just sort of highlighted a part of my time watching um, watching West Ham when I would, just, I would just look for him. I would instantly look for him. He, for a whole season, he seemed to trouble every central defender he came up against. Yeah. 
um, strong enough, barrel-chested, strong enough to um, to shift them. Could out-jump people that were a lot bigger than him as well. And struck the football really, really well. And could stretch the defence. He could almost, for a season, he could almost do everything. Hold it up, yeah. run in behind, stretch it. Um, I think I thought he... I know how good Leroy Rossini was now because I'm, I've had science for... And I'm a grown man, you know, rather than a rather than a starry-eyed adolescent or whatever. But I certainly remember thinking at the time we had a top-class striker, yeah. um, and I think for that season we did. I just think he was a really, really good player, and um, and it's quite funny. Um, I've I've met more famous footballers than. Um, <laughs> Leroy, I've uh, I've certainly interviewed uh, bigger West Ham legends than Leroy, but um, but I would still it was ridiculous. I think there's the little boy still remains in yeah. all of us. You know, yeah, I still yeah, think yeah. if I saw Leroy, I'd probably turn around to him if I ever got to meet him and say, oh, "I loved you, mate. You were, <laughs> you know, you were brilliant." I had the post, and oh, it's crazy, isn't it? Ain't it crazy? Ain't it crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah but, who's Wall? Leroy Rossini. Yeah. I had, well, I, I had Neil Ruddock for a while, so it's like you know when there was someone said, "Oh, the last person I had in the back of my shirt." Blah, blah, blah. My last one was Neil Ruddock. It was right. like six Neil Ruddock. No, it's brilliant. That's brilliant, Gons, and it? it completes a nice a nice eleven. Thank definitely, you. definitely do a job, and and obviously I appreciate obviously the effort you've gone to it as well because there's clearly been some some late night thought. I, 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 was, like, I was thinking about I was thinking about it like last night actually. Yes, I can see it. Like as I say, so it's a bit like X Factor when they decide who's going to be in their group. You've got Polaroids of them all, probably your photographs of them all, just going, "Oh, yep, I'll go with him." And him. Absolutely brilliant. I really appreciate. It. And obviously, oh, thank it you. It would have been so easy, honestly. It's so easy to put. Billy Bonds, Michael it Carrick is. in the mid- yeah. middle, stick Ray Stewart in there and put Tony Cotty and Trevor Brook in just behind. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's, uh, let's do It's the worst team, but it's yeah. my team. It's your team, and that's what it is all about. It's your team. And obviously, thank you to everyone for watching as well. It's been really great. And obviously, you know what to do. Share, subscribe, obviously. If you're not already, subscribe to Hammers Chat because it's brilliant as well. Uh, absolutely great daily vids from, from Gonzo. Moaning about uh, coronavirus. Just moaning, yeah. (laughs) Just moaning. Help, put them off. You must unsubscribe if you're subscribed. (laughs) And until next time, guys, take care and stay safe. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.